Welcome again to another episode of the Sealess Bills Podcast. I am your host, AJ the Comic Collector, and I am here again with E-Man, Luke, and Red. Howdy, everyone. How are you guys all doing today? Hey, hey, hey. Doing hey, good. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, we got a new text line. <laughs> yes, yes, we do have a new text line. Red. Why don't you uh, throw that out for all our listeners? It's uh, 209-795-9579. I feel like Mike Jones right right now. If you guys don't know who Mike Jones is, that rapper who gave away his phone number and sold millions of copies. Yeah, I know who that is. (laughs) I'm expecting calls and voicemail messages now. Well, it's been up two days, so I figured someone's going to text, but they haven't received anything yet. (laughs) And We're life coaches, guys, so... uh, if you've got life questions for us, um, we're certified to uh, help you guys out in any sort of personal problems. We're not yes, I'm certified a certified person. A, I'm a certified person. I will help you out. We're, we're, not, we're not certified. Just, just let you guys know. <laughs> if E-Man answers any of your questions, hey, just to let you know, he's not certified. Uh, there, there's also beer connoisseurs. If you want, uh, yeah, we're if you beer want tips on as well. Yeah, exactly. If you want tips on beer, if you guys want tips on places to eat in the Bay Area, okay, you know I might be able to help. Other than that, life questions. If it comes, if E-Man answers your life question, you might want to ask it one more time on the, on <laughs> on your Instagram. Just to let you know until you get the right answer. I think you just keep asking this the same question until you get the right answer. I love it. Again, the number is two zero nine nine seven five seven five nine seven. I'm ready. Awesome. Okay, listen. This is not comic related, but life coaches are they? They're not. They just say they're certified. There's no actual like degree that they get. That's why I say we're certified because we're certifying each other, right? We're not certified. Aren't those what, social workers? <laughs> yeah, those are. I mean, you could get your social work, counseling, psychology. I mean, I can I create one. I'm pretty sure we have some comic book fans out there. I don't. That can draw I don't one think for us. I don't think Hitch. The, the the Will Smith movie Hitch, he was certified as for anything. He was just a life coach, right? Oh man, but All he right. was good. I, he was I good. got my PhD. Play a hater degree. All right. <laughs> Never okay, in your life say that again. Never <laughs> say <Assholes>. that again. <laughs> <laughs> Don't no. No, you're you're forty plus. You're not allowed to do that anymore. Damn it. <laughs> the nineties has left us, Red. Just Hold on to it in memory, okay? <laughs> All right, I guess I guess in books. <laughs> Always in my heart. Always in the heart. All right, before we start talking about comics, I do need to make some corrections. Shout out to Jumpman209. He pointed out that uh, Sealess Villains on Instagram was spelled incorrectly. The villains. So uh, thanks for catching that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's why a Oops. lot of people aren't able to find us on Instagram. Exactly. Oh, okay. that, that's oh, my oh, fault. Geez. I don't know why. That's the second time I've I've done that. I don't God. know. Hey, reading is fundamental. Yes, it is. <laughs> so it's C underscore villain. Oh, villains. Yeah, it right. was villains. Villains. I think you were spelling civilians. Is it corrected now? Is it now corrected? It's correct. Well, the username's corrected, but I can't actually change the name name. Until fourteen days, but oh, if you search the username, it's it's correct now. Okay. <laughs> there now, oh, I yeah. expect our IG fan base to grow just because of that, right there. Well, you should plug the other uh, uh, Jumpman's other uh, IG, which is uh, RDB Pops, which he deals in Funko. Rod, the Bod. Shout out to RDB. <laughs> and another correction I wanted to make 
Last week, I uh, said the Tom Taylor run of Batman where Batman and Wonder Woman were stuck in this universe fighting forever. It was actually Tom King, so I'm correcting myself on that. And it was actually 37 years. So for 37 years, it was just them two fighting a, a horde of monsters. And we don't really know what actually happened throughout those 37 years. So hopefully... You know, Donnie Cates will will go back to that storyline someday. And if you want to read that storyline, it is issues 39 and 40. With that being said, guys, let's start talking about comic books today. Yes. So question for everyone. Throughout our life, I'm sure we've come across people who found out about our love for comics and that we collect comics and that we read comics. I've even talked to coworkers and they've mentioned that they've wanted to get into comics. Yeah. They just don't know where to start. It's tough. It's a huge, I mean, it's overwhelming. Thousands of issues and it's a daunting task. What we wanted to discuss tonight is we wanted to recommend readings to our listeners. We actually got a message from one of our Instagram followers and this person, Air Mattress on IG, wanted to know if we can recommend um, some comics to newbies. That's exactly what we're going to do tonight. Thank you, Air Mattress. And uh, we are here to answer your questions regarding that. So, Red, why don't we go with you first? If you were to meet someone and they wanted to get into comics, what would you recommend for them to read? Oh, wow. I would ask them if they're into anything on TV first. Then I can expand on that and provide a uh, recommendation with the Walking Dead which you can now get in compendiums or the single issues or the other five issue uh, trades now uh, now red real fast only their zombie fans real fast just for for the people who don't know what exactly is a compendium yeah what is a compendium is a collection of 40 to 50 comics which is pretty much a bible size Bible. As opposed yeah. to a trade paperback, which is probably, I would think, two to five issues of these. Gotcha. A compendium would be probably about seven to ten trade paperbacks, so to say, right? Around there. Around gotcha. there. Nice. And then the next thing, the next TV show turned comic book, I would recommend is uh, Angel. Great show. Great show by vampires. Not, not your uh, typical... Uh, a glittery vampire Edward Cullen kind of deal, but still pretty. Well, now with with Angel, there's been different series, correct? So, is there a specific storyline in comics or a writer that they that you would recommend? I think the original Joss Whedon run for uh, okay. the, the the season after they they ended, I think, in season five. It takes okay. after that, so that start with that, and I mean, the trade themselves are about around five dollars uh, a book. So you can find that anywhere. Oh, that's dirt cheap. Yeah. And then the next one will be Smallville, the 11th season. So if you're a fan of the old Superman Smallville show, say pick that up. Takes after uh, he became uh, uh, Superman officially. So it's, it's a continuation of the show, but in this comic, he's actually now Superman. Correct. Because at the end of the, the last episode, he finally, I guess, wears his his tights and decides to fly. What makes All you recommend these books other than um, the they're based off of TV shows? 
Well, it's a great start when when you can you can binge watch the shows and then read the book, especially for Walking Dead, to compare the stories between the TV and the book. Uh, with Angel and Smallville, you're able to find out what happens after their last episode. Right. Now, for Angel and Smallville, you would have to have watched the show then, correct? Correct. If I was to just read those right off the bat, would I be completely confused about what's going on then? I would say a little bit, but it does pick up pretty well, and it gives you a little bit of a, a background from the previous, from the, the TV show. Okay, awesome. Um, are you going to pick up the new Walking Dead colored version? Uh, I'm still thinking about it. I mean... I already had the compendium. Why do I need it in color? That's true. I mean, why do people need second and third prints of Venom to have, you know, to have in the collection? True. And so a small print run, then then there's a little bit of value, maybe. But that's that's just being the, I I guess, the uh, speculator. Or the completionist. Uh, I was going to say completionist. completionist. I'm a completionist. If I collect something, if I don't have that 100th of you know if i have 99 of something but i don't have the 100th then my mind will go insane until i have the 100th oh man that's like collecting pokemon gotta catch them all that's comic book add right there so that's what it is i'm i'm awful i'm the worst what about you luke what would you recommend someone who wanted to get into comics my first suggestion or what i would say is why do you want to read? Do you want to read to enjoy the stories, to enjoy the character interactions? Then, you know, sign up for a Comixology account. Go read the digital versions. Um, it'll save you a lot of heartache without having to, like, track down the print books, which give us collectors so much tr- <laughs> so much weekly trouble trying to get. But if you want to jump in with both feet, into the game collecting paper issues i would say walk into your comic shop just google it find your nearest one and walk in and start start at the top you know start with a star wars book maybe a spider-man book what are you interested in if you don't have a lot of money these shops have these dollar bins and even 50 cent bins even yesterday i went and spent about an hour hunting dollar bins and i found some i found some really cool books um john Byrne, his fantastic forerun i found those all for 50 cents each john Byrne, one of the most iconic artists um so you got to ask yourself why do you want to collect is it for monetary reasons is it for um the purposes of enjoying a story I do it for both. I collect to sell and make money and because I'm a art and story. I, I love these stories and these characters. It's just fun. And um, and I love it when new people come in and want to join the hobby. So that's what I would say. Why do you want to collect? What if they were just to say, I, I like going to the conventions. I dress up, but I know nothing about comic book books other than wanting to dress up as spider-man or thor or iron man and they just straight up said hey luke give me something to read that that's not going to be too complicated i won't be lost that i would say jump into you know don't jump into a a run 
mid run. So don't don't jump in like in the 40 30s or 40s of an issue. Try and find the number one and get caught up. And even if you just want to do it for the story, just go to Comixology and buy the issue digitally. And then get caught up with the story. And then if you want to buy the paper editions later, cool. But I would say, you know, buy the digital copy first. Read it. Read the If, if Spider-Man's your character, read that Spider-Man number one on Comixology and start building your own database. I mean, it's safe to say that 10 issues is an arc, correct? So they can start from... What? I would say five, five. five to six. Yeah, yeah, five to six is usually, uh, you know, one arc. So, so, so it's safe right? to say they start on a number, issue 60 or issue 30. At least it's a brand new arc from there. That's true. That you're You are right on that. That's a good point. Well, the thing about that is if it's been the same writer the whole time, there could be plots that they trickled in since the beginning, so you may not understand fully what's going on. That's the only issue with that. I well, the about that, AJ, a lot of the times they'll they'll still mention, like in that panel, hey, we're referencing, you know, Spider Man number seven, you know, oh four, you know, when we say this right That's here. That's true. So they will they will yeah. give you like a little bit of, hey, you know what, if you want to know a little bit more of what's being talked about here, go back and read this. Very true, very true, yeah. All right, Luke, you've mentioned the John Byrne run on Fantastic Four, sir. Yes. What else? You know, if you're a Star Wars fan, the Clone Wars run is just fantastic. Um, the Gil Gilroy's the writer on that. Star Wars, the Clone Wars, it's a 12-issue run. It introduces some great new characters, Ahsoka Tan. Um, these are more pricey issues, so you can find the trades for pretty cheap or buy the digital copies, but really, really, really emotional comics. It's good story. It's good art. I would highly suggest that. How many issues was that particular run? 12 issues. Oh, that's not even that bad. That's, that's perfect, one, actually. That's that, one would a, trade that would be a right great there. one shot of a new collector to jump into. <laughs> And then if you wanted to chase the, the paper copies, it would be something fun to save your money for. Luke, real fast, um, those Clone War comics, is it canon? Now, it takes place in the animated series, The Clone Wars. So whether or not they're going to canonize it in the Disney universe, um, I think the verdict's still out because it was printed by Dark Horse. There are rumors oh. of them canonizing it with okay. bringing in Ahsoka as in future, but nothing is confirmed yet. It, officially, I know we have rumors of maybe some castings, but no principal photography yet. Okay. Wait, I, wait is it is it Rosario Dawson playing Ahsoka in Mandalorian season two? Oh, is she or is that a new series or is she in the is she in the Mandalorian? Well, the, the yeah, the Mandalorian the the second season. I, I, I thought I read that she's uh playing Ahsoka. That would be awesome. I I th I heard it might be a new series, but if she's in The Mandalorian, that would be even better. What else, Luke? Anything else that you would recommend? Um, jump into a Spider-Man run. Jump into an older run like John Byrne's Fantastic Four, kind of a mid-2000s Star Wars Clone Wars. Really, those three would be my uh, good kind of a spectrum of, of different runs to jump into. So, Awesome. There you have it, folks. There's uh, Luke's recommendations. Hold on. This. Rosario Dawson is... Going to be on the Mandalorian as a, as a Sokotano. There you go. Breaking news. Not breaking really. News. Not not really. Not really but... <laughs> that, that broke a while ago. 
He's one of the confirmed guys. Thank you, thank you, Red, our, our fact checker for tonight. <laughs> Breaking news. Thank you for juggling it, Red. Appreciate it. Um, Rosario Dawson, if you want to get on the show, we're open. Uh, you know, actually, we'd have to look, our, look at our schedule, but I'm sure we can squeeze you in on an interview if you want. Look at our yes, schedule. We do. Whenever would... she wants, we're going to have her on. She's only available from 2.30 to 2.37 a.m. on a Sunday night. Done. I am, I am waking up at 2 a.m. I'm, I'm I'll wake up on. at midnight just to get things ready for that. <laughs> I'm, making espresso. Talk- I'm, driving to, I'm driving to Starbucks, getting my espresso. <laughs> and then I would bring up Clerks too. I don't know why. I just probably will. Uh, was she on Kids? Was she on Kids? She was on Kids, too. She was, that was her oh. breakout movie. Was breakout All right, movie. I'm going to oh, have to question about Kids. No, I know you. Oh, no, Red, don't. don't. All right, fine. Red. Fine, fine. <laughs> no, please, for the love of God. <laughs> that movie scarred me. I'm just going to say that. It, it was pretty <laughs> scarring. That's was what it was scarring. supposed to do. It was supposed to scar it, people seriously, our age. Yeah, I was like, I am, I'm not touching a girl ever again. <laughs> Don't worry, it's me, Casper. <laughs> Casper, the dopest ghost. <laughs> that what it, Damn, 90s. Was it Casper, the dopest ghost? That's what dopest he was, yeah, ghost. Yeah. Dopest ghost. <laughs> it was in the tub singing that. The dopest ghost around. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, let's get back to comics here. E-Man, what do you recommend for someone who wants to jump into comics? So I went ahead and took this from the perspective of someone who's watched movies, who knows about Comic-Con, pays attention to the entertainment news, but they're not avid comic book readers. So I went ahead and chose some books where they have some kind of familiarity with the character. However, it takes the character in a completely different route. So at least it's familiar yet different. So that's how I approach this. So I went ahead and have a top three. My number three is Batman White Knight. This is written and drawn by Sean Murphy. Now, this is not part of the normal Batman continuity. This is a story about what if Joker turns good and Batman is blamed for all of the destruction that happens in Gotham. Um, The story follows the Joker who takes a pill that somehow cures him from being a maniac and turns him into a normal person as treatment while in Arkham Asylum. Joker's new new persona then decides to make a change and turn Gotham around the correct way. After he's released from Arkham, because he's cured, he ends up deciding to run for city council. Now this alternate persona decides to do good. He finds out who the real menace to Gotham is and holds that person accountable. Now Joker's persona, says that he did that because he was forced into behaving the way he was in Gotham because of Batman. So this is kind of like a way to flip the story around to make it look like Batman was a bad guy, I guess, and to see if Joker can be cured. This run was absolutely fantastic. There's images in here that I just can't get out of my head. I thought that Sean Murphy, his art and his writing worked perfect together and for anyone who wants to read a batman story that's out there i would jump into batman white knight you can find that trade paperback on amazon for about 15 bucks and there is also a second volume to that have you read that i've i've read it the curse of the white knight if you want to follow up 
to the White Knight. Uh, follow it up with the Curse of the White Knight, which is also fantastic. I thought it was great. And there's supposed to be a uh, like it, from what I understand, he's writing a trilogy, correct? So there's supposed to be a third one, and that will end his White Knight run. I thought. I'm not 100% sure, especially with what's happening with DC and them eliminating the Black Label itself. Right. Um, it would be great to see him finish and do this as a trilogy because it was just beautifully drawn and the storytelling was wonderful. If you, if one character to really pay attention to in this, in this story and both of the stories is Harley. Harley's story in there is also heartbreaking. You know, they'll probably adapt that to at least an animated movie i would think eventually i would hope so i would yeah. so watch it i would love to see um yeah i would like to see kevin conroy and mark hamill do the roles again that would be awesome i thought mark hamill retired as joker but oh he did if that i didn't know if he did darn missed out well it only takes a couple million dollars and i'm sure he'd come back he will look i mean like with luke he's like hey Here's some yeah. money. Why don't you come back as Luke Skywalker? He's like, all right. So it's anything's possible, right? Again, you know, this that's the running theme. Anything's possible. Number right. two. Okay, my number two. Um, I went ahead and and I was thinking about the younger females. You know, I want I want her to get represented also in one way or another. So I was thinking about the females. So I'm thinking volume one and volume two, drawn by Robbie Rodriguez, Spider Gwen. The Spider-Gwen comics would be a great way to start reading a new story. Characters are familiar. You know some of these characters, but again, different world. This is Earth-65, so it's a completely different uh, take on your favorite superhero characters. Um, so you know the ones, you know, you know Gwen Stacy. People know Peter Parker, Frank Castle, M Matt Murdock, but not like this. Now, this one right here is, like I mentioned, for the younger women who want to get started, some familiar. At the same time, something a little different. This is the adventure of Gwen Stacy as, get this, Spider-Woman, which she eventually changes into Ghost Spider later on. Um, on Earth-65, Gwen gets bit by a radioactive spider instead of Peter Parker. And in turn, Peter Parker, get this, he ends up being the lizard, Gwen and Peter end up getting into a battle and Peter dies. We find out Peter dies. Unfortunately, what happens is Spider-Woman gets blamed for Peter Parker's death. She didn't get praised for killing the lizard. So people don't know. So in this run right here, at least for the first two volumes, they're after her. So now this is Gwen trying to clear her name at the same time, still trying to save people and do good. So this is a nice run. Like I said, it's a different take on a familiar set of characters. And if you want to jump in on something where it's like, hey, you know what? I want something that I kind of know, but I want something new. Volume one, volume two, Spider-Gwen, great place to start. And your third? Or do you have more than three? I have my number one pick. My number one pick is... Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples' saga from Image. If you like Star Wars, if you like Game of Thrones, if you like a book that is fantastical but yet relatable, this is one to pick up. This, as crazy as it sounds, I think is more of a family story 
rather than an adventure or, you know, a book about, you know, one person trying to kill somebody else. This is the family who's just trying to live and people are not letting them. This is about a mother and a father trying to raise a child from two different factions who aren't supposed to be together. And they're being chased because they have this child who wasn't supposed to be born. And they go from planet to planet just trying to find a place to keep her safe. This book is more Star Trek than Star Wars, in my opinion, because of the way they go to different planets and exploration. This is a wonderful, wonderful book to get started. I got a couple of people reading it. They want more. They're waiting for issue 54 to come out. When's the next issue coming out? I, I can't believe that happened at the very end. This book ended about a year and a half ago. What? 2018 September and we've been waiting for the second half of the story from Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples. We're not sure when they're going to start it up again but it definitely ended on one of the craziest cliffhangers I've read in recent comic books. Awesome, awesome. And then two honorable mentions uh, Rick Remender and Jerome Pena's run of the Uncanny X-Force which is issues one through about 19. And we only find them when they're dead, number one from Boom Comics. Check that one out. That art is great. I talked about it on an episode before. Um, it's only one issue right now, but honestly, if you're gonna get started on something brand new, jump on this book and stick with it. Awesome, awesome. Now, um, I wanted to ask you, have you heard of the Image comic book, Tokyo Ghost? I have. I have okay. not read it. I have heard about it. If you're a fan of Rick, Rick Remender and you're a fan of Sean Gordon Murphy, I highly suggest that. It is a story written by Remender with art by Sean Gordon Murphy. Basically takes place in like a Neo Tokyo, Tokyo future. I thought they were going to actually make that into a ongoing, but it's only a miniseries. I believe it's... It's either six or twelve issues. No, it's twelve. It's twelve issues. Is it twelve? Yeah. yeah. So, I recommend with, with a bunch of variants. Yeah, yeah. I would recommend reading that, Iman, uh, since you are a Remender fan and I a do like Remender. Sean Gordon Murphy yeah. fan. And the Remender's run on seven, seven to eternity was fun. I think it's still going. Is it? Nope. nope. It's ended. It ended oh, with really? issue twelve or thirteen. Oh, okay, yeah. I have to pick that up then because I only, I stopped. I think halfway through. I didn't know there was only going to be a miniseries. So. Yeah, halfway through was a little weird because they switched artists for like three or four issues, I guess, to let Jerome just try to catch up. Right, right, right. Um, but once once Jerome came back on board, it, it was pretty fun. Okay. I'll have to look into that. Oh, yeah. Going back to Tokyo, uh, to Tokyo Ghost, if you, if you like Ghost of the Machine, that's what it feels like when you're reading the story. Yes, I could see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like, um, how, I like how I said Jerome, like Jerome Pena is one, you know, one of the homies. Like you know, Jerome, they have to give Jerome a break, you know. And Jerome <laughs> Pena, if if you if you are listening to the podcast, please, you are more than welcome to come on board. Any ideas we say, you can go ahead and use, courtesy of the Silas Villains podcast. Thank you. <laughs> give credit where credit's due, guys. <laughs> so um, I've got actually a list of books here. Um, First off, I'm going to try and go with the Marvel slash DC side. Then I wanted to move into the indie books. 
Um, and the way I'm going to break it down is by teams. And when I say teams, I'm talking about writer and artist. Uh, the first team that I recommend anyone who wants to get into comic books, these are all standalone stories. You should be able to find all of these trades. They're fairly easy to find. But um, the team of writer Jeff Loeb and artist Tim Sale. Uh, if you have not heard of them, I suggest you look them up. Uh, Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale, they did a Batman run. I had the two trades. First one being Batman The Long Halloween. And the next one being Batman Dark Victory. Now, the thing about it is, I don't want to give too much away. They're, they're almost a retelling of Batman in his early years. And the art is really amazing. Tim Sale, it's not like... Tim Sale's art is not like a Jim Lee, Rob Liefeld, you know, 90s art. It's not like this big bombastic art over the top big yeah. muscles yeah I, I would say that the art is more i guess noir it, it's got a lot of um the, the color palette is very dark and it's got a, a very classic art to it uh, next thing that i would recommend for anyone is the jeff Loeb and tim cell run that they had in marvel when they did some Marvel books, they did a Spider-Man storyline. They did a Daredevil storyline. They did a Captain America storyline. And they did a Hulk storyline. And the Spider-Man storyline was called Spider-Man Blue. Uh, Daredevil was called Daredevil Yellow. Captain America was Captain America White. And I believe Hulk was Gray. I've read all of them except for the Hulk one. They're not origin stories per se, but they are stories that much like the Dark Knight, much like the Batman books that Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale did, they are stories of the past, earlier adventures of these characters. The one that really stuck out to me was the Spider-Man Blue. I'll just give you a brief rundown of how it starts. Basically, Peter Parker is recording something on a voice recorder and he's talking to Gwen Stacy because Gwen has already passed. Peter Parker is already with Mary Jane. And he's retelling a story regarding his relationship with Gwen Stacy and with Mary Jane while uh, when Gwen Stacy was alive. It's actually a very, I don't want to say heartfelt story, but it, it does get you in the feelings. So... I recommend anything from Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale. Um, they are a great team. Next thing I wanted to bring up was not a lot of people think about Hawkeye as this great character, correct? Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, Hawkeye, you are you don't have special powers. I don't even know right. why you're on the Avengers. Tier two. You know? Tier two for sure. Tier, tier three. Yeah. You know, oh, the, the movies ouch. made him... Tier, hold on, wait. But the movies made him a high tier two, you know, where in Endgame, I think he may have been violently pushed into a tier one, but that's because of his ro Ronin. So you're saying he's not worth the second round draft pick? Ooh. I'll just, I'll just say this. If low, Hawkeye maybe low second only, round. 
If Hawkeye met Homelander, he would get his eardrums popped. See, that's why I think Hawkeye... And you know what? I know someone specific who's going to hate me for this, especially because she loaned me the fraction version or the fraction read of Hawkeye. But yeah, uh, he's he's not the most powerful. I Yeah. And speaking of the Matt Fraction Hawkeye run, that was my next recommendation it's essentially issues one through 20 i actually have all the trade paperbacks on them it's four volumes and it's basically uh hawkeye storyline where he's battling i guess street level heroes or street level villains i should say but he's also um, training he's training someone okay but i mean that's he's training someone yeah but the, the main story is he's a uh, he's battling street level villains and he's protecting his apartment complex i mean that's all i could really say it is a very good storyline uh it's only four volumes and i highly recommend this book the art is the the one thing that i've noticed about a lot of the books i'm recommending the art fits the story it doesn't have to like not every comic book has to be loud and bombastic these are more grounded stories so this, the art does not have to, it matches the storytelling. And if you do want something a little more mainstream, I guess you could say a little more normal as far as the, the superhero books, I do recommend the Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo run on Batman. Um, you don't need to read the entire run, but at least read the first two volumes. They are uh, the Batman Court of Owls and Batman City of Owls. It'll give you a new perspective on Batman. And the art is amazing. It's If you are looking for the, the single issues, it's essentially Batman issues 1 through 12. I've never, at this point when I was reading comics, I was never, I had not known about Capullo or Snyder. And this was my entry into their storytelling. And Capullo is an amazing artist. They really work well together. If you're looking for just a straight uh, superhero book, uh, Batman by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. That's a great run. Yeah. Now, Eman had talked about Saga, which is written by Brian K. Vaughn and art by Fiona Staples. If you are a fan of Brian K. Vaughn and the storytelling on Saga, I would also recommend reading Why the Last Man. It's not his first book, but I would w- would it be fair to say that that was the... Uh, the book that that pretty much put him on the map. I didn't read it, but when I looked up Saga and I wanted to know more about the uh, the writer, why the last man was the one that almost every website kept bringing up. Like if this this is why the last man's writer Brian K. Vaughn. It tells me that that series was probably one of his best series that he's ever written. But yeah, it it's great. It's a great book, or it's a great story. The rundown of this is essentially one day all the men just suddenly die except one person and he is the last man on earth and he's essentially traveling the world uh, where it's just run by all women and it's his adventures through through his eyes of being the only man left in the world really. Wasn't there a Fox show about that? There was supposed to be. And okay. I believe they filmed the first episode 
and I don't know what had happened. Um, they they canceled it before they even aired the first episode. So it was supposed to be a series. I believe they filmed at least one episode from what I read. But and this isn't this isn't the last man on earth, right? With Will Forte, this is yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. That's no, 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 no. That's not it. That's not it. There was a Why the Last Man um, adaptation that I believe FX did have, and they filmed it. But uh, they filmed, I think, the first episode, and it never came around. Uh, but no, it's not that book. It's not that that show. show. But I think it's very similar to that. But that show was more a comedic comedic take on that storyline. On Why the Last Man. And both written 10 years apart, interestingly. Because Why the Last Man, 2002, Saga, I believe, 2012-ish? Saga's been around since 2012? 2012, yeah. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. They're done, but they'll be back. I think they're going to take probably a two-year, three-year break, maybe. Yeah, I heard. I heard it's a. I heard it's two. I don't. Um, I'm waiting for them for to come back. Yeah. yeah, I'm waiting for them to come back. Uh, there was so many rumors that they were having creative differences, or that they were having issues, um, or and I did honestly. I don't want to hear that. I just want them to really finish it because Brian K. Vaughn has already said that this is going to be 103 issues, the total run, and then they're going to be done with it. But we're still waiting now for the second half. Right. 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 Another book I would recommend, um, these are now uh, image books, so they're not DC or Marvel, uh, Deadly Class by Rick Remender. Uh, I think there's a recurring theme here that we're pretty big fans of Rick Remender's Rick writing. Remender fans on the podcast. Uh, Look at that. Some Remender fans, yes. <laughs> Rick Remender, if you decide to be on the podcast, please come on in. It's okay. Any ideas we come up with, they are you're yours. Welcome. You please are come. welcome to you, just as long as you're on the podcast. Thank you. Deadly Class is a story about, basically, I, we've, we've seen this story before. It's a school of teenagers where they're just taught to be assassins. I know that that's something that we've seen already in a lot of other comics or movies anime anime movies yeah but Uh, this is battle royale yeah battle royale (laughs) don't get me started with that (laughs) but this is different it is different um there are you know how like in high school there was the jocks there was the punks there was the the freaks the nerds that's essentially deadly class so it's a high school full of assassins they go to class learning how to kill people, but there are cliques. And the story is basically focused on this main character named Marcus. And I guess you could say it's his his story of how he's adapting going to this school because he pretty much was just thrown into this, um, whereas a lot of the other characters... A lot of the other students, they kind of grew up in a sense, grew up in this violent world where their families had already been, had ties to either the mafia or they were gang members or they worked for the FBI. So the kids had already had some sort of experience in this. Marcus was pretty much just thrown into this um, from the streets. Uh, 
Um, again, I'm going to throw out another book that I've been constantly talking about, Nailbiter. It's basically a story. Uh, rundown is small town in, I believe, I want to say Oregon. Basically, this small town has had a history of having notorious serial killers. And the whole mystery is why is this particular town so vested in creating all these killers? And um, you get to learn the history about this small town. And um, it's a, it's they say it's a horror comic, but I would call it more of a thriller. I'm hoping that they would adapt this book eventually on TV. Lastly, I wanted to talk about a book that I'm currently reading, Manifest Destiny. Um, I believe there's seven volumes right now. Each volume is, a, is six issues. And I actually have one through six, and I am reading volume five currently. It's essentially a retelling of Lewis and Clark, but they are facing monsters and supernatural beings and they're trying to i guess discover america but they have to go through all these supernatural adventures and i don't know where it's heading to because i haven't finished it yet mm. but it's a it's an entertaining read and i highly recommend that as well oh uh, one other thing that i wanted to recommend it's a little it's not a little. It's actually very different. It's there's no superheroes involved in this. Um, it's just a a weird, not a weird story. But have you guys seen that that Joaquin Phoenix movie, Her? Yes. Yeah. Dude, that's a strange and yet wonderful movie. I've not seen it, but I feel like I've seen it. Okay. So if you've seen Her and you're a fan of the movie. I recommend reading Alex and Ada. It's essentially um, about this guy who essentially forms a relationship with a robot and he gains feelings for this robot. And it's only three volumes. So it's about 18 issues, maybe, maybe 20. It's different. There's no superheroes involved. Nothing, you know, no one's saving the day. Okay. It's just a straight relationship book. But if you like her, I would recommend that read. Hence does the it take place after, in the mall? I mean, does, is it like Mannequin? Where he kind of like comes okay. You know what? If you were to put if you were to put Mannequin and her and combine it and and maybe not so much a comedy, but more of a drama, I guess. Millennials are not going to understand that at all. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't there was another one? X X Machina was the almost similar, right? X Machina. Oh, X Machina. Yeah, the movie. Now there is a Brian K. Vaughn X Machina comic book. That's not what we're talking about. But no. the X Machina movie. That yeah. one was crazy. X Machina the movie with um, Poe Dameron. What's his name? Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. That's right. Um, as the crazy tech genius who came up with the and the know, lifelike dolls, the Star Wars, uh, the Rebel or not the Rebel, but the um, Empire General. 
He's the main character. An ex Machina? Yeah. The main character was in the last Star Wars trilogy. The guy that always went he was the um the guy that helped the rebels. Oh um Lieutenant Hux. 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 Hold on, wait, Hux was Oh snap! He is. I, yeah. I'm just looking at the IMDb right now. He's also a Weasley. He's part of the Weasley clan on Harry Potter. Yeah, he's part of. Yeah, that I know. Oh, I did not know General Hugs. For those people who watched the movie, was in Ex Machina with Poe Dameron. That's crazy. Yeah. And then we also have Alicia Vikander, who played Lara Croft. Just throwing that out there. Why? Because oh, is that who she was? That's I didn't even realize. Yeah, she was Laura Croft um, in the reboot. Uh, I see. So yeah, if if you're a fan of I guess Ex Machina, her, you want to throw it out for anyone who grew up in the eighties, mannequin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, but uh, okay, I don't want to spoil it, but it's okay for him to get the girl at the end. Okay. Just again, not not spoiling it, but what happened at the end was all right. <laughs> so yeah, Alex and Ada. Um, other than that, those are my books that I recommend for anyone who wants to get into reading comics. I tried to throw in a little bit of um, everything in there. I threw in some superhero books. I threw in some non-superhero books. I threw in some indie books. So yeah. I think uh, that covers everything as far as that, right, guys? I just realized it's it's a guy that has sex with a doll. <laughs> In mannequin? Yeah. In mannequin. And, and ex machina. Well, they never had sex in they they never had sex in mannequin though. They didn't. They had sex, but it like... could be implied had sex. Hold on, it's almost like weird science. Also, but it's right? a family show. <laughs> like Luke said, it's yeah. a family show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, our show is a family show, uh, or we're trying to. Yes, our show. See, let's fill a family show. <laughs> 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 I'm not gonna go into details, but yeah, that's that's what it feels like when we're talking hey, look, about hey, this. Look, if we're also bringing stuff up like that, weird science was also kind of like that too. Okay, just saying that for the '80s crowd. <laughs> you were old. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. You guys think millennials even know the know about no. those movies? No, no. honestly. Uh, the hipster millennials may because they're all about trying to go back further, right? But millennials, millennials, I don't, I don't know, I don't think so. Uh, unless, unless they grew up in the '90s where they had a black box, and unless, able yeah, to or unless they had on like HBO millennials don't have, even know what a black box is. Unless they I have a say, millennials are the ones that are born in the eight, like the early '80s, late, late '80s, early '90s. We're talking what's about the, Gen Zs. What's the oldest age for a millennial? Uh, thirty-four. 38 maybe. 34 35 38, 38. wait hold yeah. on man wait a minute here hold <laughs> on hold on well luke luke's the the teacher luke luke looks in the looks in like in the in the gray line gray area because he's born in 79 yeah, yeah i'm but, the, like i'm like the no generation no or okay it's it, okay wait we were all side, born in 79 side, no, side no, convo you so yeah you two were red 78 i'm 77 i'm the old one here 
Wow. Did I, I, just us. I just aged us. <laughs> you mean, yeah, I forget those guys, man. They're hella old. <laughs> I was born in 99. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, AG the Comic Collector was born in 99. Well, we just lost four or five listeners because of that. Thank you very we much. Lost, we lost zero <laughs> listeners. <laughs> But it's okay. I'm hoping that we gain like 97 more because yes. of that, you know. <laughs> Younger <laughs> listeners like some age and some uh, perspective. Trust me. Uh, nothing, nothing to worry about. We're fine wine. We're fine yeah. wine. Not box wine. We're fine wine. We're fine wine. Thank you. We're, we're fine. I like that. We're fine wine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're, we're getting off topic. Let's move it. Let's move it on. Let's move on to some uh, entertainment news, guys. Oh, great week in entertainment. Great yes, week in entertainment. I agree. So the two biggest things that um, have come out have actually come out of Marvel. Jonathan Majors possibly playing Kang in the next Ant-Man movie. And Tatiana Maslany playing She-Hulk in in Disney+. I like that. that. Well, there's actually three big big announcements, but... What's the third one? The uh, AMC. The Undone by Blood. Oh, well, yeah. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. It's it's those things. I, I'm always kind of weary because we don't know whether or not it'll actually get it into production. But that that is a big news. Um, I know it's picked up by Norman Reedus's production company, correct? Yeah, Norman Reedus's. It's yeah. well, it's in first look production, which means they're going to. They don't even have a pilot scheduled yet. They have a script scheduled. They're going to look at the script, and then if they like it, they'll make a pilot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. I need I need to. What? <laughs> what are we talking about? Who, who did Undone, what with where? Undone by Blood, um, a comic that uh, Norman Reedus, his production company, um, it's a Lonnie Nadler Aftershock book. And it's brand new. It actually just came out this year. So you guys can still find that book. Find the Undone by Bloods. I really feel it has some good legs on it. Undone but, uh, by Blood. Okay, I'm Undone by Blood. It's a modern day Western, basically. Okay. So it really will feel like um it will it will fit right in with what Norman Reedus is all about with kind of a tough guy wearing a cowboy hat and carrying a six shooter. Right, right, right. Oh, is he planning to star in it as well? Yes, there is there is actually they said we want Norman as our lead. Oh, wow, okay. How's that going to fit when he has to do another the the Walking Dead spin-off? That's my question as yeah, well, that's what but I was thinking too. but if they do, you know, if they could do an eight episode season and and have it over the summer. True. True, and if that Carol and Daryl, Carol, what if they called it Carol and Daryl? Carol and Daryl, yeah, Carol and Daryl. <laughs> if they did a Carol and Daryl Walking Dead, they could cut that down because I know normally it's a twenty-four episode season, but if they cut that down to like maybe uh, ten to twelve, that's manageable, and then he can film the other show. So, ah, yeah, because yeah, they did the same thing with the uh, Preacher. There was there was eight, eight episodes. First season for the last five, yes, yeah, it would like be possible since there's only five books. I mean, there was it came out in February of this year. Um, 
yeah and besides that we we've we've touched on the marvel announcements now to tell you the truth the kang announcement that's not for sure right we don't know what character the actor is playing it's rumored he's kang but kang has not been uh for sure the the character um majors he's playing is that correct yeah jonathan majors i'm sorry but see, Kang has been something that they've been talking about for a while. It's been, yeah, it's, it's been, been talked like, about. It's talked something, to death. Yes, it's one of those like, all right, that's that's Thanos level right there with Kang. So it it has to be. It can't be anyone else because he's supposed to be playing the major villain. That major is major villain. Get it? See what, <laughs> see what I did there? See I get it. I get no, it. no pun intended. Or should I say pun <laughs> pun intended? Right. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> It was like Luke said. It was talked to death that Kang is the next big baddie, and that does make sense. And Luke, don't you watch um, Lovecraft Country? Oh, great show! I've been an HP Lovecraft fan for as long as I can remember, and they are really nailing the spooky creepiness of it. Jonathan Majors is killing it. He is. I am just over the moon about that casting i love everything he's been doing in that in that series um and really he i mean he's only really been in three years maybe so he's really a new up-and-coming actor and i'm excited to see what he's gonna do i think marvel's smart to sign him on if it's for kang or if it's for, or for someone else lock that guy down he's got a tremendous future what about she hulk Announcement. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Iman? I absolutely love that they chose Tatiana Maslany for this one right here. She, with her playing Orphan Black in all the different characters in that show, it tells me that she has range. I'm not yes. worried that she's going to be able to portray Jennifer Walters appropriately. I'm not worried about that at all, just because she's already proven to me that she can be so many different personas, and she did every single one of them well. So, and she's got the TV show, um, uh, what's it called? The TV credentials. show credentials, exactly. Forty-two wow. to be exact. Forty. See. Forty-two. And she did them all great. So Orphan Black was 42 episodes? No, no she's been 42 in 42 different personas. Yeah. <laughs> Individual oh, okay. uh, there was um, productions uh, or Okay, so real quick, sideshow uh Yeah, I've never Orphan seen Black. the show, so Great. I don't know what It's a good uh, watch. It's a good watch. I've gone through, okay. and I didn't really finish it just cuz there was other things that came up, but the first season was great and it just kept going. Um, but yeah, with her with with Marvel choosing her, yeah, I'm not worried about it at all at all i think she's gonna kill it and uh, ironically 2002 she starred with uh, val kilmer one of her first roles see she already has comic book experience. she starred alongside batman she was she's ready to batman. go 
granted, not the best Batman, but she was with the, Okay, Batman. the worst Batman, let's yeah, all say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, Clooney's oh, the worst Clo- Batman. Yeah, yeah, Clooney. I would think uh, it's, it's you know what? Clooney, Kilmer, come on now. Yeah, really, yeah. Let's, let's, not, let's not argue over who was the worst between that's those two. Hairs. <laughs> that's splitting hairs. That's another episode. That's another episode. <laughs> Is it? Can we just go ahead and say they were both the worst? Just... Hey, but Val Kilmer played a great Mar- Martigan. Well, come on now. I'm not going to argue that. <laughs> that is that is all time right there. Yeah, that's the best <laughs> character ever. That's one of the best movies ever, yeah. <laughs> Here's my only pr- thought about the She-Hulk TV show. When they've done standalone Hulk movies, they have not been box office successes. Never, yeah. So... I know She-Hulk is a completely different character and she keeps her intelligence. So I'm hoping that it won't have that same effect that um, the movies have had as far as the Hulk movies. So yeah, that's my only concern because I don't, I don't know her stories. I don't know what, what compelling stories and her, who she, who she has to go against in the, in the comic books. So I personally, I, personally would like to see jessica jones in this show Ooh, nice i would that like would be to a see a great team up yeah it would or if anything because in the jessica jones tv show her lawyer ends up getting cancer and dies well she doesn't die yet spoiler um but she's she has cancer she's gonna need to find another lawyer and then on top of that, because of the things that Jessica Jones does, she kind of needs a lawyer on her side and maybe needs to be out in the public with her. I know? like that idea. So well, Jessica Jones. Idea. Yeah. They're already you know. restarting Daredevil onto Disney+. Plus. Well, there's like, talks the about, of- yeah, there's talks about Charlie Cox and uh, Disney kind of talking about him reprising his role, but we're not 100% sure yeah, he, yet. He should. I don't he understand. Defenders. They should bring back all of them. The know? only thing, the only thing with with the defenders is that Netflix has some kind of contract where they are still in control of those characters for I think up to four years after the last episode of one of the defenders TV series. So Netflix technically still has rights for a little while until it reverts back to Marvel. It can't be that much it longer. It's got to be like another year or two. Yeah. Yeah, that's why they're planting their seeds now. So that way we can get... Tra- Charlie Cox was amazing as Matt Murdock, to be honest oh, with you. He was yes. just fantastic. Nah, well, how about John Berthal as Punisher? Oh, oh that yeah, too. that's right. Honestly, other... He's good, but not as good as Daredevil. If if yeah. anything, the only bad casting that they had was Iron Fist. Let's be honest. That, that just wasn't good casting at all. That was an awful casting. Yeah. Even Luke, even Luke Cage. I thought they did wonderful with the casting for Luke Cage. His character's great. He just didn't have that great of a show. Yeah, I, his you know, his writing was a little off. Yeah. His writing. The I writing for that show was. Eh. I didn't watch that series, but I had heard that. And I mean, the show's been off for quite some years. But the the main villain that died early on—that's yeah. who they should have kept as the main villain for the show. Yeah, Diamond. And if they would have, if they would have kept that. That would have made the story good. Is but here's here's the thing that confuses me, or maybe kind of solidifies that the Defenders and the Netflix verse is not tied into the MCU, because that character Diamondback 
is played by Marshallah Ali, who in turn is going to be the next Blade. Blade. Next Blade, yes. Oh, okay. And then on top of that, um, his cousin, who plays some kind of city council woman who's corrupt, she was the lady that Tony Starks runs into in Infinity War after he does his speech with MIT downstairs. So many by connections. The I love this. this yeah. So it was Someone weird did to their see homework. her. It was weird to see her in 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 uh, in Infinity War because I'm like, wait a minute, she already played a character in in uh, Luke Cage. So there's a little bit of confusion there for the people who are actually following. There's synergy now. Bam. Okay. Well, I did not know any of that. <laughs> You've just proven how much of a nerd you are, but that's all right. <laughs> Bam! I deserve to be nerd. on the podcast. <laughs> Nerds! Well, okay. Love it. Quick question. What's the difference between a nerd and a geek? There is there's a distinct difference between a nerd and a geek. And I think the nerd's got something to do more with intelligence, whereas a geek could be a geek of anything from video that's what games. I was that's what I always thought because I've never considered myself a nerd but I would call myself a geek yeah yeah geek is more of a, a person who is an uber fan of something and it could be yeah. any kind of fandom whereas a nerd is one who's thoroughly intelligent and speaks intelligently and only speaks intellectually and he just can't get around that and then a geek only speaks geek the Speak comic books. They speak All right, okay. video games. You lost me, man. Move on that one, guys. Let, let's move on to the last topic of the night. Editing that one out. Thank you. Oh, leave it. <laughs> Let, let's move on to the last topic of the night. This week's picks of the week. Luke, I understand that you haven't been able to go to any shops so um... you know our the wildfires up here in the northwest have just been crazy still in fact i waited until almost five o'clock at the shop yesterday still had not got their books in from last week oh man so it's been a crazy i went to five shops nobody had got their books in yet it's been rough for the northwest but you were able to pick up a few back issues though so Yes, I picked up a few back issues, um, and really, that's what I want to encourage, guys. Go hunt those back issue bins at your comic shops. Ask and talk to the owners, too, and say, do you have, like, dollar bins that you haven't put out yet or 50-cent books I can go through? Sometimes they will say yes, and um, I actually picked up some really cool books yesterday from the 50-cent bins, some... Um, an Iron Man 219, which is the first appearance of Ghost. Oh, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> 50 cents. That's a, that's a steal. But that's, Insane. but, but Ghost is different in Iron Man than, than in the, the Ant-Man Ant movies, right? No, it's the same, same Ghost. Same, same character. Oh, same character? Oh, yeah. wow. Um, a Thor 224? 50 cents. Um, why is that, a, why is that one special? It's just a it's just a Bronze Age Thor. Oh, okay. It's probably like a ten dollar book. This is though my favorite one. It's Batman El Hombre Mercio Lago Presenta Flash from nineteen seventy four. A Batman a um, Spanish book 
Se habla español. Oh. Sí. I brought sí. that up just for you. <laughs> Fully in Spanish. Um, for 50 cents. So you guys, be nice to your comic shop owners. They will be nice to you. Public service announcement. Luke, quick question. The shops that you go to, because all the shops that I go to, they don't have these. Back issue bins are never this old. It's more, you know, the last 20 years, if that. How, what's your experience in finding all these Bronze Age books? How are you able to find them? I always ask the shop owners when I go in, and I'm upfront about it. I say, hey, you know, I'm a small fry reseller online and looking for cool books. Do you have any cool books here that you haven't put out yet or that I could go through? And a lot of times these shop owners will have two, 300 long boxes in the back that they have not even put out yet that they don't have time to go through. Oh, damn. And, and they will, they'll hook you up. Now, I usually don't do it the very first time I meet them. You have to develop a kind of a rapport with them. Right. But as long as you're cool with them and you develop that uh, friendship over a couple months, then they'll they'll hook you up. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, that's what I get on my, my store too because all over the, the the boxes in the, the front of the store, while I got cool with the owner, then he gave me access to the back where he keeps all the gems. The older 30-year books were just stored back there. And he has another warehouse that I might be able to get access to later. <laughs> So I'm, Ooh, I'm, gonna have to, I'm gonna have to fly down for that one. Yeah. Yeah. I was just hey, hold on, say. wait a minute, wait a minute. I live close enough to you, Red. I live close enough to you. What's going on here? Hold on, you need to give me a well, call. It's sea, villain, sea Villains podcasting. Exactly. <laughs> so I was talking to my, my my man Al, Al's Comics in Stockton, and uh, that guy that guy is 97 years old and still going strong. Oh, I love nice. Al. Hopefully, he's gonna open up that warehouse and pick and choose. Nice. It's the pick and pull of comics right there, hopefully. Oh, yeah, dude. He's, he's got books from the 70s because he started at that store around 1972. So he's been in business for a while. Plus, yeah, you know, he... all the books, all the books that come in because people sell their collections, you know, he gets to go through all that, too. Yeah, he's got some gems in there for sure. For sure. Red, did you pick anything up this week? Uh, Not physically. I ordered on uh, eBay. I picked up Star Wars number six, the... Uh, First appearance of Luke Skywalker's uh, yellow lightsaber. Didn't even know he had a yellow lightsaber. Yeah, that's, I guess it's going to be canon. It, Which one is that? The new Marvel Star Wars? Yeah, the new Marvel Star Wars. I'm trying to get the picture here for you guys. You've heard it here first. Star Wars 6, the new Marvel run. And then uh, let's see here. Uh, the, the An Iron Man blank, Iron Man number one. I guess it's going to re restart the series. A uh, Thor number seven, which is uh, there's I guess there's a someone has a new weapon. I forgot what it was. And the store that I bought it from has a their own um, exclusive, which is a Scott Campbell variant of uh, Boba Fett for Star Wars number one. J. Scott Campbell. J. Scott Campbell. Okay. Well, I'll send you guys the link for that later today. What about you, E-Man? What'd you pick up? So, from our friend, Mr. Luke Weeks, here on the C-List Villains Podcast, I'd like to start that I was able to pick up a, a few issues, back issues from him. He went ahead and put a Spider-Man 1 set together for me. Hey, Luke. Yes. The Spider-Mans that I got from you, which ones were they? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Sorry, sorry. The um, Torment. Torment. The number one set, the black and the green set. Black and oh, green. The, the McFarlane? McFarlane. Yep, the McFarlane. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I was able to pick that up from our friend Mr. Luke Weeks here on the C-List Villains podcast. 
That is like my crack. If I see that book, I can't resist. And then I went ahead and picked up a Clone Wars number one free comic book day. Actually, I picked up two of them from Luke. I was like, yeah, oh. you bought both unstamped ones. Uns- and I realized you bought my only unstamped. I bought two unstamped. He said, you said unstamped. And I was like, I'm getting the two unstamped right there. I was going to keep one. And I realized, shoot, I sold both of them. I honestly thought that you had like three or four unstamped. That's why I went ahead and grabbed two of them, Luke. So- no, it's totally fine. If I sell something on my sales... Because I even, um, in my last sale, I sold a um, Last of Us number one for $2. And I do the, uh, it's called a hidden gem. I'll do it sometimes in my $2 sales. And that's like a $75 book. The, com- the not the comic, the video game, The Last of Us? The Last of Us video game comic book number one is a $75 to $100 book. Oh my, and someone got wow. it for $2? I sold it for 2 bucks. RKFA Comics on Facebook. Ladies and gentlemen, follow Mr. <laughs> Luke Weeks. You might get the... a gem out of that. What was the reason for selling it for 2 bucks again? Can you repeat that? Um, I call it the hidden gem of the sale. And I do that every once in a while because it really... Um, it just keeps guys interested. Yeah, I, I, I bought a... Avenging Spider-Man, I think it was a hidden gem one, and the number nine was in there from you. Yeah, you got you got that one, and I also sold a um, what's that one? The first Blue Marvel, Mister Blue Marvel. Oh no way! You sold that one too. An Adam, something like that. That's a really big. I sold that for two dollars last year. Oh my goodness! I throw these in there. That's an amazing deal, guys. I throw these in there every once in a while just to so, keep guys. Uh, yeah. So, so I just want to make sure employees of the C List Villains podcast are <laughs> eligible for these sales, correct, Luke? Or the R R K F A auctions? Yes. <laughs> so make sure that I'm not excluded from the, my son has been asking for those books. That's why you know you gotta get them get them for them, my son. Nice. <laughs> the blue the blue Marvel is that's a really good pickup. Yes, and honestly, it's basically like buying advertising for your sales because then it, the word word does spread. Wow, it does, man. That, so that, that that group that group has grown about at least forty five hundred people now. That's awesome, Luke. That's that's so so awesome. Congratulations to you, man. RKFA Comics on Facebook. You guys need to follow that to get these two dollar gems when they do come up. Yes, absolutely. And- and speaking of growing the community, we are still wanting our community to grow as far as the Seedless Villains. So as a reminder, follow us on all our social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook now. And we also have that number. 209-975-7597. Awesome. Call and text. Thank you, Red. Go um, sexting. So uh, lastly, I'll go with what I picked up. I only picked up two books. Uh, Seven Secrets, issue number two, leaves off with a cliffhanger. It's very saga-like, even now more so that now that I've read issue number two. Also, Batman 99. I know that uh, myself, Luke, and E-Man have been talking about this run. It's pretty much the second to last storyline for the Joker War. It leaves it off in a... Not much of a cliffhanger, but the last page is really worth your money as far as what happens. And I can't wait to read the last uh, issue on this Jerk of War. I've actually made a mental note that I think after this Batman run, and when I say this run, I'm talking about the James Tinian, I think I'm going to take a break from reading Batman books. I kind of feel you on that a little bit. I'm actually, yeah, I think a hundred issues. I kind of feel like they're going to do a restart again and force us to go back to number one, which I'm a little worried about. 
I'm going to keep reading the Tinian run, but it's not ending at 100 because I believe 103 is the first full appearance of uh, Ghost Maker. So Tinian's still got quite a ways on this current um, run. I just don't know how many issues he's planning on writing. But yeah, I think after the Tinian run, I'll probably take a break from reading Batman altogether. Like I said before, I've been reading it since the Capula run. And I don't want to say I'm burnt out, but I think I need a pause after this Tinian run. Need a break. Yeah. That's understandable. With that being said, guys, I think we've covered everything. What about me? I didn't talk about my pickups. Oh, you didn't? No. Okay, Eman, why don't you cap up, cap off the night with your pickups? Hey, thanks a lot there, AJ. I'm glad you asked me about my pickups of the week. Because <laughs> I wasn't done. Yeah, right. dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so just real fast. I went ahead and picked up Thor 7, Batman 99. Big Girls number two. I'm liking this run so far. Um, it's a very interesting story about 300-foot women fighting men who are monsters at about the same height. So it's really interesting. Um, I picked up a new book called Stillwater Number 1. I've um, heard about this. I've heard about it. I'm not going to give a review on it just yet. I kind of want to see where it's going. Seven Secrets Number 2. I'm with AJ on that. Very saga-ish. Fun read. A little upset with some of the storytelling within the book. Things that didn't make sense to me. But um, I'm going to let you guys read that one right there. Uh, like, Batman. What, like what? If you don't mind. They took the kid away. And they were supposed to be keeping him separate from the parents. Yet... They're trained as he by got everyone older, else, right? Yeah, he, he, the kid is trained by everyone else, including the parents. And no matter what you do, they're going to have a connection to each other. If you were supposed to take the kid away from the parents, you should have kept the kid away from the parents. So I, yeah. I have, that, I have that's an issue That's a bit of that. a plot hole, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have an issue with that right there. But you will see what happens, you know. And um, my comic book shop called me earlier, and this one's waiting for me in my pool list. Batman Grave number nine. Not reading this series at all. But I mentioned it on an episode before that this is a Stephen Platt cover. We haven't heard that name in a long time. And I remember mentioning that I liked Stephen Platt's art. So Batman's Grave, number nine, with the cover by Stephen Platt. I just wanted that one for my collection, to be honest with you. He only did that cover? Like he didn't do a cover for all the other issues? No, he only did it for that cover. Gotcha. Or for that issue. Gotcha. I'm sorry. Gotcha, gotcha. And that was my pickups. All right. Well, I think we've got everything covered, guys. Once again, guys, uh, we want to thank all our listeners. And we ask that you recommend all your friends to listen to the show, whether or not they read comics or not. We try to keep this entertaining. And uh, we want to build this community. And we want it to grow. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Seeless Villains Podcast. Your cultivators of the comic culture. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and Spotify. All you got to do is search for Sealess Villains. If you want to send us an email, you can contact us at sealessvillains at gmail.com. And make sure you follow Luke Weeks on Facebook and Instagram. And join his Facebook group, Rare Keys and First Appearance Comics, also known as RKF Comics. I'm your host, AJ, and you can find me on Instagram, AJ the Comic Collector. Thanks, and see you next episode.